0: Fuck it, let's just start recording the podcast. This is we're a- here! We're here. We had the dreams. Now we're here. Mother Moses is going to take us to Promised Land. Or Mother, Mother Mo- Abigail. Mother Abigail. Right, yeah. Whatever. Mother Moses would be a little too uh, on the nose. On the nose she, there, she yeah. Part, she uh, part, forgive me. She parts the corn. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> King a little too on the nose. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that before. Alright. Stupid it. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to LAW The Stand Review, Episode 2 for The Stand 1994, Part 2, The Dreams. The Dreams. I'm Phoenix West. Dick, it, dig it. Welcome. We had a snafu there where we were very confused about our time zones, and turns out we're in the same time zone, so two days in a row we were off by an hour. That's why I was, yesterday I was like, can I have another hour? I thought I said, <laughs> explains everything. No. Okay. Um, it, it works out. You, you, you messaged me today, and you're like, now? And I was like... Like, getting what? in the shower, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't do it Oops. now. <laughs> Oops. All right, now we know. I don't know how we, we forgot. Know. We're the same timeline, and everything's fine. I forgot the Blu-ray again in the other room. It's because last night I watched the Blu-ray. That's what I, that's what I watched oh. part two on. And I did something extra. I did home, extra homework. Oh. I watched it with commentary wow okay yeah this will be interesting because i've already seen it a thousand times i I bet i've seen this mini series you know it's it's six hours but i bet i've seen it 20 25 times somewhere in there but uh yeah commentary it is it's one of those hodgepodge commentaries like where they sat him down for a scene and they talked it over and it starts off and i I expected mick garris because the back of it says nothing and i'm listening to it and i'm like this is stephen king there's nobody in the world that sounds like Stephen King. This is 100%. Ah, yeah. yeah. And I look it up and I'm, I'm looking on the line, I'm like who is on this commentary? And is this anybody in the scene? There's no actual official list.
1: Oh, it, was well, so it, it could be
0: it could be Gary Sinise, it could be yeah. Shawnee Smith, It could be anybody. Well, I heard he I heard Gary Smith or Gary Sinise, not Gary Smith. Does a does a part of it. I, I didn't hear him in this segment. Oh, wow, um, okay. Interesting. I didn't watch the first part with it on. So from now on that's what I'll do is I'll watch the commentary because it was interesting. Uh, but so it was uh it was stephen king it was mick garris and the producer or the editor some Mm. henry Henry guy or harry guy i forget his name but i missed the intro so i don't know who he was so i had to like slowly figure it out i think he was the editor could have been the producer i don't know but then uh eventually when rob lowe shows up and he meets tom cullen rob lowe's in there and rob lowe is, is fucking hilarious Really? Okay, that, good. That man makes fun of everything in there. He's like, because when Tom Collins like hugging him and like overly aggressive, he's like, yeah, stop shaking my hand. <laughs> he's just making fun of it. That's funny. It was, it was great. But well now, shit, I got to go buy the Blu ray with the commentary. It, it's worth it. Yeah, shit, yeah. But yeah, I want to well, watch. It, said it, had, it did say the making of too special, or was there a making of? uh option yeah there's apparently that's on there i didn't see this stuff when i first watched it on blu-ray mm, okay. um i was just trying to get through it uh but yeah it, it, i haven't seen the making of yet i'm gonna watch it probably you know, for the fourth episode uh so something to talk about there as well and maybe i'll have to buy it and and after i watch it initially on here on the drive i'll go buy and listen to the commentary so i know where you're coming from I want to watch the first. The problem is with you is you have to watch the episode and then watch it with commentary. That's well, I can like, do both. That's double homework for you. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever. It's, yeah. it might be all right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it, I'm glad I listened to it. Um, when they introduced Nadine cross, Stephen King made me laugh because he goes, Nadine is a character. The only character in the stand. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what he she is. <laughs> I know. So I was like, you fucking wrote her, but I love that. He is. He's like, I have no idea she just does <laughs> now which one was nadine nadine is the big boob lady that you like oh okay Lawrence yes i was gonna say yes very, very good yeah yeah i don't understand her either oh <laughs> don't you, think... you know who else was on the commentary was uh ruby d oh okay and i guess the commentary is from 99 so it's only five yeah. years after it aired and ruby yeah, d she's dead at, at that point sounds like mother abigail like she's not <laughs> she's doing the like, the old voice yeah, anymore. Yeah, she yeah. just sounds like that. It's only five years. I'm like, she's wow. like, I went out there and I remember getting on set. And it's like, oh, you sound just like her. Come to me, children. Come to me. <laughs> Beware the devil. Those are his rats. His rats are coming for you. Okay, let's get into the plot here. Uh, this is part two. So it's it's starting to by the end of this one, they're kind of ramped up and they're they're on their way. That's kind of where all this episode does is sets up more more of the good versus evil. Um, Franny, it begins with Franny, like we talked about before we start recording. Franny, bearing uh, Doctor Calso, uh, yep. she sews up his thing while she sings "Amazing, Amazing yeah, Grace," singing "Amazing Grace," and not really showing too much emotion. She's kind yeah. of like going kooky. I felt like she was like a little like nutty. So maybe she's losing it, but yeah. I it doesn't really go anywhere. So I guess that's not the point. On the commentary, Rob Lowe is talking about how he wanted... When when uh, Shawnee Smith grabs the gun in his pocket, and she's like, you got a big gun. He said the producers didn't want... or The network didn't want him to do that because oh. it was too sexual. And he goes, look, we just did it. We just did it. And Mick Garris goes, oh, you have no idea the notes we saw behind the scenes. Because I got a note, and when Franny Goldsmith sings Amazing Grace, the note was like, I'm a Jew, and this is offensive. Wow. <laughs> wow yes so <laughs> i thought that was funny that's what that, that's why you listen to commentary to hear yeah, weird shit like that that's beautiful yeah uh she buries the dad in the yard uh harold comes over and helps her bury him um, yes harold has more zits everywhere he has another amazing tracksuit i believe in this scene and he's got his chaps on because he's on his motorcycle yeah which is the funniest shit in the world is him wearing chaps over with like over jeans, mom jeans. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. They were totally mom jeans, and he's got no butt, so it's like the, the jeans just kind of sag where, where his ass is. Guy I, I have the same problem. I have no ass, so I, well, I know I know this experience. The funny thing about that is Mick Garris is talking about how in the book that character of Harold is a really big fat dude. And he goes, oh, see. So we cast a really small guy, and so what we did was give him a big fake butt in the beginning. And by the time uh, he gets the chaps on, they they, they like minimized it. Ah, uh, see, that, that that makes no sense. Yeah, eh. make it be cast a fat guy, cast the fattest fuck you can get for that part. I'm fine with make that. Him they cast totally a, a loser. They cast what they thought was the best actor. I, I'm always yeah, on board with that it's principle. Fine. It's fine, yeah. But, but again, another fat guy not getting work in Hollywood. <laughs> Fat shaming. Jack Black was busy in '94. All right, <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> even around yet. Can you imagine? He was. He was doing Tenacious D, and he was. He was a. Uh, this is a year before Mr. Show. Yeah, but, but can so. you imagine uh, Jack Black in this role? <laughs> Come on, Fran. Yeah. Hey, he was in Never Ending Story three by this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Then we cut to Trash Can Man. We meet the character Trash Can Man, played Matt by Matt Fuhrer Matt Frewer. And he's he looks like Fire Marshal Bill. There's yes, he's, he's just Fire Marshal Bill, but he hears voices and it's like you. Why would you burn your teacher's pension check or some weird shit like that? He's like, ah, ah. he looks. He does a direct to camera right down the lens, and he bl- blows up the um, the gasoline factory. Yeah, <laughs> in the beginning, or right, and it, it's our first introduction to trash Can, Man. Yeah, and he hears. Well, I guess. Um, In the new movie, the new show is played by Ezra Miller, and I I get the sinking sensation that he's going to be jerking off every time he blows something up. Probably. It's going to be more sexual. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be all the notes that they had in 94, they're going to be reverse notes now. Make it more, yeah yeah make it worse make it more graphic because we don't care anymore we can get away with it now we're streaming Ugh. well yeah like we but sucks i skimmed through the episodes to make posters yesterday mm. and i stumbled upon a one the episode that is called fear and loathing in new vegas and uh, this is what i found there's just flat out nudity like titty, titties pressed on glass so i made me yeah. uh, and you're the woman over here yeah <laughs> but yeah these, these ones are gonna be interesting oh shit i closed the wrong thing oh well Oh, I'll well, only close the stand, new one forever, and you'll never be able to watch it. No, I didn't delete <laughs> it, it. it. It went into the void of Randall Flagg's asshole. It disappeared off Paramount+. Plus. Yo, know, if only. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I st- uh, like I, I said, I'm not looking forward to watching the new stand. <laughs> I told, okay, I sat down and we were watching together last night, and I was telling the girlfriend what you said about it out of order, and she had the exact same reaction. She goes, oh, why? Yeah, it's like, stupid. It, it makes no sense. She's only seen this once and she, she's yeah. like what how how and i'm like i don't know how they're yeah. gonna tell the story out of order because it's already all these characters you're gonna be confused anyway because there's so yeah. many characters it's dumb it's, it's a dumb choice it makes no sense it's just like they're doing it because oh nolan does it it's like yeah but nolan does it right you guys aren't going to i can already tell you're just gonna fail miserably yeah and that seems to be the number one problem with all the reviews it's like it starts in the middle and it's like it's terrible it's like, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Like the plague has no meaning because you don't see the effects of the plague at all. It's like, it just happened and no one, you don't get the sense of how bad it was. I think they realize we can't do this because the walking Dead's already out. So we have to come up with some other shtick. I think that was Maybe. the only, only yeah. reason to do that. What's well, hacky? It's it's like the it's the go to. We're going to break the narrative because we can. It's long form television, long form story, so we can take time with it. It's like, well, yeah, but this is already a long story, so you're already long forming it with the straight narrative. So yeah. why would you mess with that? It's just stupid. Well, hey, hey, Hollywood sucks. They're yeah. they're dumb as shit now. They can't make nothing. And that's why no one's going to the theater. Hey, COVID, it's because there's nothing to see. No. no one wants to see this shit anymore. The only thing I really actually want to see is not something I want to go to the theater for. It's that Spiral movie. I want to see what Chris Rock is doing in a, in a Saw movie. <laughs> I know, it's hilarious. I'm not going to go to the theater, that's for sure. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> he's a skitter He's a killer! I just don't understand why he's there. But I, I Out of order would work for me as if they did a here's this character throughout the timeline next episode. Here's this character throughout the timeline. And then the last three episodes, they all tie together and they all meet up. That's where that's all leading. That would kind of work for me, but if it's Mm -hmm. literally jumping back and forth in time with the same characters, uh, why? Yeah, I I don't understand it. They're trying to be Westworld for no fucking reason. They're trying to do this overly, they're trying to make it overly complicated. They're trying to be clever when they shouldn't be. And I think that's the issue. It's like, they always try to... We need to do gimmick. We need a gimmick to make this different. And it's like, well, yeah, well, you're already going different because there's going to be nudity. You're going to get away with a lot more. So there wow. you go. You, you got your difference. So why change the narrative? It's stupid. Yeah. Well, again, Hollywood makes the dumbest decisions and they just go with it because they're fucking dumb and nobody likes them anymore and it's, and it's becoming a reality and they're starting to realize it because YouTube, they're trying to shut down people on YouTube because they have millions of followers and they don't and that's what they're afraid of is independent content they're afraid of it i that's why they went after pootie pie i want to give the show a chance i'm i'm not going to be like oh i'm just going to go all right what do you got and then i have to watch it because it's homework yeah i don't i don't want to be like i fucking hate it before i even watch it you know yeah yeah, i I, I hate watching i I was excited to watch it until you said it's out of order then i was like oh god well that 5.4 score on imdb don't don't give me any don't do me any eh, favors. Sometimes sometimes you get really good shows that are five points something, but it depends. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Trash Cab Man hears Randall Cross. He's talking to him. He says he's, say he's going to save him. He's going to let him burn burn in a fire. That's how he's going to let him die, which apparently excites him. Hey, why not? And then we see where, uh, <clears throat> where Lloyd's been. He's in a prison in uh, yes. Arizona, and he's eating a rat slowly. And then Randall comes and saves him and uh, opens the lock like, tzz, tzz, and gives him a weird stone. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. So that basically extend like again Miguel Ferrer character. He is not quite a bad guy. You can see because he's he's got he's basically paid his his uh, penance for his crime because he was trapped there with no food yeah. and no water. So he's basically paid his dues uh, he murdered and then, someone <laughs> I well know. i mean granted but <laughs> yeah. he didn't mean to it was more or less kind of a reaction because he's being shot at yeah and um you know i mean he didn't want to do it in the first place you can tell but his partner was an idiot and so he's there and uh flag saves him and he's just like you know you're gonna be my pet or whatever and sure why not but he's still not 100 I'm, I'm not convinced he's he's in it 100 at all no He's he's sitting there and he's like crying because yeah. because he's getting a compliment for the first time in his life. Yeah. Randall's like, "I see promise in you. You're going to be my right hand man." He's just like, "Yeah." You can tell this man's had no no positive influence his entire life. Yeah, he's a, a rough one. Miguel Ferrer is fucking awesome in that scene. I love him. He's just staring down and his eyes are swelling up. Same performance he did in Richie Rich. Just yeah. exactly <laughs> the same. He's a genius. Or is he in? Was he in Richie Rich or is he in? Uh, he's in blank check, right? That's what it was. I think he might be in both. Is he in <laughs> both? He, he did a lot of movies in those days. Yeah. He'd say yes to anything. I think. Uh, who the, wouldn't? The, the dude's awesome. Everyone that worked with him on, on the commentary—this is before he died—so they had no reason yeah. to be like. He, they were kissing his ass, and he's still alive. So they're like, he was so much fun to work with. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like he came in, and he, I guess he was trying to get the Randall flag roll. Like, we need someone that people don't know. And people have seen See, that's, a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I wish they would have went with him for Randall Flag or somebody bigger. Because this guy, to me, as Randall Flagg, he's just kind of bland. He looks like Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't know why yeah, they went. Yeah, there's nothing to him that's like, he's okay. Like, I think he's the one disappointing thing in the whole thing so far is Randall Flagg. And he should be the best thing in the show. They play him a little under the radar the only thing he has going for him is that smile he smiles it's a big ass smile and that kind of works for that because then suddenly he has like devil teeth and red eyes right yeah 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 but and miguel ferreira couldn't do that he's too skeleton well again according to the imdb trivia that they wanted christopher walken or or william defoe to play that part but they were like well we can't go for a big name because yeah. we wanted to be a nobody so no one because no one knows who this guy is and yeah I, I get it but it's just like i think they couldn't afford christopher Walken or 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 william defoe uh i would think so but they were they brought those guys up in the commentary that's where that trivia is from and they're like yeah stephen king was adamant that they don't cast a known person
1: like that well, was thank
0: you thank you stephen um, I agree with their thoughts. Uh, Randall yeah. Flagg is a weird character. I don't know why they made him Billy Ray Cyrus with a giant mullet and, and a, he's got the Canadian tuxedo on. <laughs> well, he was supposed to be Matthew Dynamo. McConaughey in the, in the movie. The new show? Matthew McConaughey was going to be Randall Flagg in the Stan movie, and that's why... It was going to be a three-hour cut, and then they decide, well, can't do it, so let's make it a miniseries on CBS. Oh, okay. So that just gutted everything right there, and that's just what ruined it. I thought what ruined it was he showed up in the the Gunslinger movie and was like, no, nah, I'm good. <sighs> well, yeah, he did that too, but I'm he's good. the best part. I think he's actually really good in the Gunslinger movie. It's not a good movie, the, but he's actually pretty good in it. The Dark Tower. That that movie has way too good of a cast for how Stupid! I it know. Is. Yeah, it's so disappointing. It's so sad that that could have been something amazing, uh, you, and you, they just fucked it up so bad. You wasted, you wasted an Idris Elba. Well, how do you fuck that up? I, yeah, it's so bad. It's just like, wow, you guys took seven books and rammed them into a ninety-minute movie. Thank you, guys. You, you guys are great. Hollywood working hard to fuck things up again. I watched that with Jansen and his wife, and I was ah! I was just making fun of it the whole way through. And this is at their house, not the theater, and. Uh, <laughs> afterwards i was like that was so dumb he goes maybe if i heard it you didn't shut the maybe if you <laughs> shut the fuck up and i was like why did not you say something before i felt like such an asshole i'm like you wouldn't have enjoyed it anymore i'm sorry but no it sucked and i remember i read the script when that movie was first getting passed around the script was out and i was like this is terrible this is not at all the gunslinger this is not the they shouldn't call it the gunslinger or the dark yeah. tire, they shouldn't call it that they should call it yeah. something else because it's terrible it's just, it sucked. They should have done what Castle Rock did, where it's set in that universe. It, yeah. It's not specifically an adaptation of the book. It's just kind of that idea. And then come up with their own stuff. I don't know. Or just don't make the movie if you, if you can't make a... Where they did that. It's called The Talisman. That's the thing. It, it the, Talisman is another book that... Well, because now Stephen King's macro universe is the Dark Tower. It's all yeah. that universe... Cause it's all multi universes and shit like that. And he's like, okay, whatever. I hate it when people try to make their, 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 whatever they create a macro verse, like everything's connected and like Star Trek now, they're still trying to say that's connected somehow, but it's a different timeline. It's like, no, it's not. It's just shit. It's, it's a separate thing. Just don't call it, don't try to call it Kirk and Spock. It's called it something else. It, but that's all you have is, is nostalgia for the whatever came before because nobody cares about the new stuff. No. It works for started. Tarantino because he's doing like really light references. Well, sure, yeah, no, that's fine. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, but it's not. Well, a, he, but he's clever about it. Yes. And he's fun. These are not clever or fun. What they do because they're just they're hacky. It's forced and it's and it's just like oh god, don't no, don't make him related to him and yeah. don't make her the like. Why are you doing that? That's stupid. Most of my notes for the rest of this time is this person meets this person. Because we're, like I said That's in the last episode, yeah. we're meeting all the rest of yeah. our characters. This is still pretty much part one, part two, or like the same episode. It was like one episode, yeah. really. Should be like the first part of a movie. Well, the first act, really. Basically, it, it technically is part one, part two. And episode yeah. one and two, and then episode three and four are, are two separate parts. Okay, but yeah, yeah. they released it as episodes, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Larry meets, he's he's playing, he, oh, he's uh, walking around shouting for people. This is when we get introduced to in Nadine Cross. She's sitting on a bench. She pulls a gun on him, and then he just sits down next to her, and they start kind of slowly, slowly talking, and then they just wander off. Yeah. Um, well, he's instantly attracted to her, and yeah. she's kind of, but she doesn't know, but she's his flag is playing with her mind, I guess. yeah. He, as as the, as the episode goes on, you realize, oh, that's Flag's concubine or something. Yeah. He's trying to get her to his, Vegas. His virgin. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's a virgin. Yeah, they go out. They go out. They're they're having fun and they're fucking around and they're in a diner. They're in a, like an Italian restaurant and he goes back and he makes her whatever restaurant. And he makes her a big steak. Comes yeah. out and they're drinking wine. And three seconds into about to eat, he mentions the dreams and Mother Abigail and she's like. I don't ha- I don't dream ever, and you can tell. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. show a quick flash of her getting <laughs> fucked by Randall Flagg. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, they set up not only is there two worlds, there's two dream sets where the bad people like Trash Man and Lloyd are having and needing Cross are having about Randall Flag. Like basically, yeah. it's you're deemed bad, therefore you get the devil dreams. The good people are getting Mother Abigail and for the stand. And Nadine Cross is like, okay, right, we gotta go, and they 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 leave after they hear a bunch of gunshots, and they decide to get out of New York City because it's gonna smell like absolute garbage in a week because there's they say six million, but it's more like eight million rotting people. Yeah, just, I'll do it. So they're like, all right, we gotta get out of here. And this part was interesting in the commentary because they're ta- Stephen King and Mick Garris were talking about what would be better, the bridge or the tunnel, and he's like, gotta do the tunnel, man. It's just way more effective if you're in the tunnel, and. So they are walking down. They go through the tu- the tunnel, and there's just dead bodies in every single car. Yeah. Nadine decides she doesn't want to go with him. She she stays back and runs off. Halfway through the tunnel, she's suddenly there, and then they cross through it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it, it reminded me of Independence Day, like yeah. <laughs> the aftermath of Independence Day. Like, what if that was we saw that instead of what we saw in the movie? It would be a little bit darker. But Independence Day sucks, so they yeah. so didn't do that. There's no save the dog moment in this. No, nope. There is a dog, There are though. no dogs. No, there's they a dog. died. Glenn has a there's, dog, the old man. There's one dog left, yeah. yeah. And Mick Garris is like, that dog is a shitty actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made fun of it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Working with dogs and kids <laughs> are the worst thing, funny. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, they get aside the bridge, and then eventually they're camping. I'm just going to finish their storyline. They're camping. Um, they, he tries to fuck her. She says no, no. because She's a virgin. They go to sleep. He has dreams of Mother Abigail. She has dreams of of banging Randall Flag. And then she leaves in the morning. Leaves him a note. Money, yeah. on, money on the dresser. Yep. Yeah. And that's it for the blue for the blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> she charged him for blue balls. And Larry leaves. He goes on his own. He's playing guitar in a car. He meets uh, Julie Lawry. No, he meets a uh, uh, Lucy Swan. And and. One of the, a member of the Pussy Posse, isn't that him? No. <laughs> it looks just like him. <laughs> no, Lucas Hawes? It looks like or, it, Lucas Hawes. It's not Lucas Haas, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it yeah, no, it, it can't be I don't think it's anybody famous. Um it, it might have been one of the cousins of the Pussy Patrol, but I don't know his the character's name, so I can't find him. Is he is he do they talk about him in the commentary? He pulls a knife on Larry right away. No. Yeah, he's it. like Argh! Argh! he's feral. He's like a feral kid. Oh, oh no. she found him in some city and he was like totally abused and yeah. raped multiple times and he's all fucked up. He's all full of holes and the people just <laughs> he is all screwed up. But but he's a virgin. <laughs> he's not. But yeah. she she doesn't say feral. She goes, I found him in a city. He's f- he was borderline feral. And I'm like oh yeah. uh, <laughs> I hit the ears wrong. L- 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 Lisa Swan, not the best actress in the bunch. Lucy Swan. Lucy Swan so they should have hired somebody a little bit better. She's pretty they should have hired the girl from friday the 13th the series she's the only one here other than chuck adamson she's played by bridget ryan and she does okay. not have an imdb picture wow there you go um she was she's featured prominently in the show for the next couple episodes or is she this is just a she was in two more things after this one television episode one movie called palookaville palookaville Ooh. and that was it 95 wow. she's done Wow, she must have married a producer. Yeah, that's that's the first thing I, I thought. No, hey, good for good for her. Good for her. Like this isn't they, working out. They, they they usually marry some some uh, my, uh some hedge fund guy or some multi billionaire. They always yeah. hook up with somebody like that. Fuck it, I would. Oh, absolutely. um That's what uh, what's her name did uh, the girl from Lost Boys. I've only seen Lost Boys once and didn't care for it. Uh, well, she's in the 80s. She's in a bunch of 80s movies. I think I'm the uh, only one that doesn't like that movie. I forgot what her name is. her head. I can't remember. Kurtz or her, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she disappeared, kind of, but she just, like, dropped off the fifth of the earth because she married some, like, millionaire guy, so she, she's invested. And she's a multimillionaire, too, so they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Good for her. She was a smart investor with her yeah. money. They decide to go to Mother Abigail in Nebraska, so they're off there. Yes. Um, let's go back to Nick. He's wandering around a town, and this is another Walking Dead ripoff, because he stumbles upon a, a town of mannequins. It's our poster for, for t- this episode. I put our heads on mannequins. Oh, good. Anyway, she or he meets uh, he meets uh, Tom Cullen, who... Uh, it sounds like you want to discuss him, because you were very excited last episode, so go right ahead. <laughs> He's a big dummy retard, and he's played to the hilt. Full retard, kind of. I, I would say, well, okay, he's three-quarters of a retard and one-quarter child, and I think that's what gives him kind of the charm. Like, yeah. the charm? <laughs> I'm using that term loosely. Well, they put him in overalls. Come on. Yes, yeah, so he is just so goofy. It's so over the top. Like, he should be wearing a hat with a, with a fan on it. Just to make him really stupid looking, giant lollipop. Yeah, just just really make him look, he look dumb. He looked like Stewart on Mad TV. He's got the big <laughs> rosy. <laughs> He's got rosy cheeks. Hold on, you can't. You oh, my name's no. Mooney, or what, what is it? There, my name's, what? There's two things I quote in this this miniseries all the time in my regular life. Is so we're talking about the Stand. M O O N that spells the Stand. That's That's one of them. The other one is, laws, yes. (laughs) Because that's what he says a lot as well. (laughs) M-O-N spells Lucy. (laughs) And that was the stuff that Rob Lowe was making fun of uh, about (laughs) this. Because he he started off by going really sweet. He's like, I have a sister with Down syndrome. It was important for us to not play him like too, you know, too crazy. He's like, we kept him a little more grounded. And sweet, we kept him sweet, is what he said. That's the—that's th- what he yes. I mean. Quarter child. Yes. You know. And he goes, I think we did a good job. And then he was making—he's f- like, D- stop touching me every time he would pat him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would say, when eventually when he spells M O O N to uh, the guy in the truck whose name is, I believe, Ralph. He's—he's he's yes. like M O O N that spells Nick. And he's like, he goes, my character's so sick, of, so used to hearing the M M O N thing, he just doesn't even pay attention to it anymore. <laughs> he's just like. Hmm. He's like, he's over this. Uh, but, but he's deaf. He can't hear it anyway. You know, see, you know seeing it. Well, I know, but if he's, if his back is turned, you don't have to deal yeah. with it. Because um, that's the one part where, where they meet uh, uh, Shawnee Smith yes. in the in the, in the city. She starts shooting at him, and he doesn't hear it. So <laughs> yeah. he's just sitting there. He goes, we're getting shot at. Oh, come we on, got to go, on, mister. Oh, come on. Oh. Come on, SpongeBob. And they got Serpentine. They're not even Serpentine. They're getting shot at. Yeah, they they meet Shawnee Smith. He's in the the drugstore. He or it's like a general shop, and he's looking around at stuff, and he sees the mannequins, and he sees she's standing there like, and then you know she eventually stops that pops out. Pops because out she's nuts. She's she fucking insane. She's a crazy bitch, yeah. and she's so good as a crazy. Oh chick. yeah, she, she's awesome. She hits like fifty five different feelings and. and emotions in her f- five-minute scene yeah. because she meets him she's like oh hi and he, she's like talking to him and he's like he, he does this you're a mute? you're a deaf mute oh <laughs> great finally find someone alive and he's a deaf mute yeah and then he goes to leave and he's sh- he's showing her the pepto abysmal thing he got for tom out there and he reads she reads a note it says he's mildly retarded she starts laughing and like slapping the counter she's like i find a deaf mute and a retard out here yeah. and then she starts to try to fuck him Yeah, immediately and then Rob Lowe was like we did not agree in this scene at all she wanted to play it one way I wanted to play it another way we just didn't agree and then Mick, Mick Garris is like it works because you're not supposed to be playing yeah. the same way you're coming from I, different Yeah, I angles. would agree yeah that yeah. that's the whole point it's supposed to be uncomfortable for you that's yeah. the point it is it, so uncomfortable she is fucking nuts and they yeah. hold on that shot for a while where she's just like staring at him and yeah. he's like yeah, yeah. Eventually he has to like push her away. And yeah, he, he goes and out. You the- can tell Rob Lowe is not <laughs> into it. He is yeah. like, okay, is this? Are we gonna keep going with this? This is what we're, this is what we're doing. Yeah. <sighs> okay. He goes outside. He leaves her behind, and then he gives him the pepto He won't take it. Uh, Shawnee Smith shows up out there. Oh, her character name is um Julie Lawry. Yeah, she says it a few times. Yeah, she goes outside, and she does no. She helps not at all. She doesn't help him give him his name or read. She's just like, oh, you got a, a sour me, buddy, or whatever her line yeah. is. And then she, basically she's trying to still get him to fuck, him, fuck her <laughs> and fuck the retard. Let's leave him behind. Yeah, basically. She, yeah, let him die out here in the street. And eventually he has to like shove her. He pushes her away and slaps, backhands her. <laughs> She falls down in her little poodle skirt. Well, <clears> she's wearing. Was she, is this a separate town or is this the same town that he met Dummy Retard in? Separate town. Is it a separate town? Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna call him Dummy Retard for the whole series because I can't remember his name. It makes part of the reason I love the commentary is stuff you don't think about because Mick Garris is like, you know, when he's slapping her in the town, they're in the middle of the street. Um, and he goes, this was really hard to shoot because we're holding up traffic on both ends for miles Oh yeah, and he goes, right, people yeah. are honking their horns and I don't know how oh. we got our lines out. And I was like, how the fuck did they do that then? Cause yeah. you don't hear any horns. Well, at that, this, I mean, that's soundtrack. You can block and that. It's crazy out. That's easy, though. But yeah, that, that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. He, that's he, funny. He also said there's a bunch of birds that would show up every day at the same time when they're trying to shoot. And it'd be it was like super noisy, loud. So you'd have to go out there and fire just buckshot it in the air, <laughs> and they'd fly away. By the time they stop recording, they'd come back. Oh shit! it was Randall, fly! You send <laughs> yeah. us minions. Um. Eventually, she walk. She wanders off. She she runs away like a little girl. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> she's just like yeah. She's like shouting at him. She's she's also feral. Yes. She she's screaming like a lunatic. She's feral. They, they sit down. Uh, the Pepin bottle disappears, I noticed as a continuity growl. Oh, there, there you go. Well they put it in a pocket. He put it in his pocket. And they decide that like we should go to Nebraska and they get their backpacks on and then they start to get away and then he's starting to like pack up his backpack. He doesn't have it on his shoulder yet, and they hear the, you we hear the gunshots and the, and the we see the effects. And Tom that's when you're saying Tom Clone, we gotta get out of here, mister. <laughs> she's shooting at us. And she's just laughing. Yeah. Yeah, you get out of here, I'll, see you, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, She's like a pirate. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then Rob Lowe was making fun of himself because he goes, I'm not good with props. I'm not a prop actor. So he's like, watch me try to get on this bike and put on my backpack at the same time. He's wow. like, I couldn't do it. And he's watching him in the background. He's like almost falling over. And he goes, Mick Garris goes, yeah, we cut here. And we cut back and your backpack's on and you're on the bike. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I just couldn't do it. I say so like Rob Lowe was making fun of himself so much in it that was worth it, worth the commentary alone. Uh, he had a good Joe Rogan uh, podcast episode. Uh, Rob Lowe. Do they talk about? They didn't talk about the stand, but they they talked about no. like the early TV when he was in. Like this tells you well, the numbers how T, how big TV was in the in the seventies. He goes, "I had my first show. We were nineteenth in the ratings." Or 29th or something. right? He goes, We had 19 million viewers. And 19 million viewers today is like a superstar show. You would kill for 19 million viewers now. You would kill. Yeah, you, that would be a massive hit. And because I mean, network TV barely gets 3 million people a show now. Yeah. I mean, it's that bad. Like nobody watches network TV anymore. So then, I mean, and that was the number 19 show was tw- 19 million viewers or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. The only thing people watch on TV now is sports. That's it. Because otherwise, that's, you, and that's going down yeah, too. Otherwise, because you can watch it somewhere else. You can stream it. You don't need to yeah. watch it live. So no. sports, though, you want to watch live. So yeah. But everybody's getting tired of the, the politics of everything. So it's just like, oh, shut yeah. up. Just play play the fucking game. Yeah. Just shut up and play basketball. Play play football. Shut up. Don't don't do anything. I'm um, at that point. It's just like I don't care anymore. They get on their bike. Uh, they're going down the mountains, and then they meet Ralph in the truck. He looks like a uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris Penn said, it could have been it could have been Chris Penn, but he was too busy doing true romance at this time yeah, and and he looked like he was driving soberly, so I don't think it was Chris Penn, no, no, uh but they, he picks them up, takes them, they're all going to meet mother Abigail they are 100. Rest in peace, Chris Penn, yeah um, Nick, uh, sorry stew, Stu has the most boring plot in this in this episode. he finds my favorite Martian, and he's just hanging out with him. And he's got a dog yeah. and that's kind of, and then Franny and and Henry show up Harold. and that's basically Harold. And then that's that. And he wants to go to Vermont and he says, I just came from Vermont. Nothing's there. You don't want to go there. He goes, well, I want to see for myself. Harold is a whitey bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And, And Mick was talking about how now he's got his hair combed and slicked back and he's got less zits and they took the butt thing out. Like, he's becoming a man. He he's said. becoming a man yeah. riding across country with Franny. And he made fun of Molly Ringwald because he goes, this is the first time she's on a bike, and she looks ridiculous. But it's also ah. Franny's first time on a bike, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> she, she struggles for a while to get that kickstand down. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, to, I, I didn't notice. Yeah, it's f- fucking funny on the commentary. They make fun of themselves and the other actors so much on there. But I like how Gary Sinise tells uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah, he goes. Look, I'm not interested in your girl. Okay, the, the last thing I want to do is cut in on you here. Right, it's the yeah, last thing in the world. Yeah, and then he ends up cutting in on it. Oh yeah, he cuts in it big time. Because <laughs> why not? It's Mo- Molly Ringwald. She's the prime prime piece of meat out here in the no man's land. Let's see here, and then they they also go to leave, right? Yeah, they all they get out they get on their bikes. And they head on out to Vermont and then they have the dream again and he, he needs to go to, uh, uh, Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. He has the dreams of he's in the cornfield and a bunch of snake or a bunch of rats are running over his feet. And she, that's what she's like. Those are his rats. Yeah. And then he runs away and then they do a cool trick shot where he's, they're tracking him in the cornfield and then it cuts to behind him and there's corn. And then suddenly he's in the hospital. So you can tell how they did it, but I still like it. It looks cool. Yeah. No, there's some good stuff in there. Some good old, uh, like live Twilight Zone bits or, you know, stuff they did in the 50s kind of thing. It works. It's cheap. It's It's effective. It's the old tricks of the trade. And Mick Garris is like, we had no money, so we couldn't just throw money at the problem. We had to come up with a way to, so we just brought corn stalks into the hospital and eh, (laughs) did it. He goes, he's saying there's no dollies in it they, they just had a steady cam and, and a, a jig and that's it hmm. so that's why everything shot the way it is and it looks great i have no it looks fine yeah. i couldn't tell the difference yeah um yeah. so they 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 go to leave um who else we got um i, already said I think that. that's it trash man no, arrives well, at, trash can yeah. man makes it to vegas he makes it to vegas he shows up and he's he, uh randall flag made him i forget the, the city name but he's looking at vegas and it turns into like some indian city and he's like, oh. yeah, yeah. And he runs there, and you can tell the man's been running for thousands of miles. Yeah, he's like sun damaged. He looks like Fire Marshal Bill. There's nothing else yes, I could say yeah. about his looks other than if you see my Fire Marshal Bill, that's what he looks like. He looks like the woman from the Book of Eli, who's who's the bait. Oh yeah, yeah. A- attached to the to the to the, the basket. Help me! Yeah. And then she's all <laughs> fucked up because she's got radiation poisoning, and, and she's just, a cannibal. When you fight those guys, you just go yeah <laughs> go to <in> the dark <laughs> and you find him with a chainsaw love it love book of Eli. oh yeah we were talking about the I other day is good adam did not seem like he's a big fan of it he doesn't like anything with whimsy <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's whimsy in there i think it's just no not at all i will say the first time i watched it though i was like eh. second time i was like holy shit this is awesome okay now i No, yeah i liked that the first night i went and saw it in the theater i was like yeah, this this movie's awesome yeah. this is awesome I'm very pleased with it. I love it, because it's, it's the closest I'm going to get to a Fallout movie. So, Pretty much, yeah. yeah, so, Very similar, but in a good way. Because they'll fuck up a Fallout movie. Again, like we said, Hollywood fucks everything up. They'll yeah. ruin everything. Oh, yeah. They better not they do go, it. Assassin's they just Creed. Go, well, what, what the fans want? Well, we don't want to do that. We want to do the subversion of expectations we got to surprise those fans. That, we surprise you with a new story that makes no sense. It's not what, at all what the game was. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I've, you, Hollywood. I finally watched the Assassin's Creed movie. I love it. Ooh, games. I've never, seen it. never I've played, seen it. I've played every single game, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Assassin's Creed, like 40 minutes <laughs> in. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I forgot. Oh. It, was, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't Assassin's Creed. So yeah, No, I thought it was boring. Yeah. It's very really yeah. boring. It, it's I didn't hate it. I'll never watch it again. It's one of those a lot of those movies came out around that time where you're just like, "Nah, I'm good." And now we're getting the Blanch. remakes, we're getting Resident Evil's coming back and it it did remind me uh, the the Creed movie reminded me of the the Dark Tower movie where I'm just like, "Oh, this isn't yeah. for me." It's not horrible, but I don't I don't I'm not invested in any way with this. Whatever's going well, on Well, it's, it's the Silent Hill movie, the first one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. I don't know if it's Silent Hill. Is is it the game? I don't know because I'm not a gamer, so I don't. I I never played Silent Hill games other than a few minutes here and there. But yeah, because i I heard that Silent Hill, the movie and the game are kind of similar but kind of different. Movie's fun, but I like the movie a lot. Yeah, that's one of my uh, what underrated horror movies for people. The second one is a a weird weird fucking mess. I don't know what the fuck that was. Terrible movie. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't. It was a sequel. Like. They brought back one person from the original and kill her immediately. It's uh, Lori Holden from Walking Dead. No, she died in the first one. Yeah. Oh, that's how she died in the beginning of the first one. Or the second no, one. No, no, she dies in the first They, they oh. burn her alive in the first yeah, they one. Yeah, they burn her they alive. It's really an awful effect. Yeah. They brought back it's someone. It's really gruesome. I forget who. but No, I think it was Rhoda Mitchell. It's the girl. Was that's, it? It must be. I can't remember. I remember they brought up someone back and then they do not they do anything with it. It's like, yeah. That's just there to connect it to the first one for no reason. Yeah, and Sean Bean's in it too. Oh uh, yeah. Cuz he's in the first one, he's in the second one, but I think maybe he dies. I can't remember. Anyway. But like yeah, I don't know. Well, this isn't the Silent Hill podcast. No, that would be podcast. for something else that we will never get to. Um Never but... going to happen. Not doing that. <laughs> uh, he arrives in Vegas, he falls down in a pond, eventually he walks in a casino, he meets Or Lloyd's sitting there with like his his goons and they're the attack, the mafia the, all, all, the, all the mobsters. Yeah. What's she doing? There's a weirdo. There's a weirdo on the table over there. Yeah. Leave him alone. Flag's got plans for him. He's important. Yeah, because Matt Furrer walks into there, and then is like, freak, and he lays down on a, on a r- down wheel the or the table yeah. and just falls asleep, and they're just like, "Yeah, well, eh, let him rest. Anyway, what we got? And that's uh, all we get yeah. there. You got any threes? The, yeah. If I can go fish, that'd be <laughs> yeah. great. You got any threes? Oh, old maid. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, one thing we do ought to mention the, the other big reveal in this episode is Nick and all those people that are with Nick arrive in Nebraska at her at her yes. house. And this yeah. is what I'm saying it's still on the on the sound stage obviously, but it doesn't look like the dreams, her her homestead. It doesn't right, have the yeah. overly blown orange and stuff. Yes, it's just yes, yes, here yes. and there's there's you know sunlight coming down and they're in the cornfield and they meet her, they all kiss her and then she's like, "How do you know about you like we dreamed of you?" Yeah. Dreamed. and then she reveals that he's real also randall flag and they yeah, have yeah. they have a dinner and they had that stupid line that's in everything about the devil yeah i, I don't uh, believe in god he believes in you. yes that's the way i hate that i was line. gonna say yeah that it's it's the worst so okay so does that mean Did stephen king make that line up and it appears in every movie now since then or I how was so. it something before because steve oh well, stephen <clears throat> stephen was talking about how much he loved that line so I think uh, so, yeah. it, I think he created it. No, but it, it's it, I think it's 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 a, like one of those Hallmark card things, or the cat on the poster hanging there, kitty. I think it's just one of those things that have existed forever, because it's like I don't believe in this. It believes in you. Well, it's like oh, okay. So it's the first time, like chronologically, in a movie or a series, I can think that it used it, and then every single devil thing has to do it now. Yeah, I do all of them. They have to have that up. line. I want to see. But they meet her. They decide they have to go to Colorado. I don't know why. I don't know what the decision was to go to Colorado. I'll be honest. I've seen this two dozen times, and I don't know why they go to Colorado. Is it because he knows they're there? They He knows where the Nebraska house is? Yeah, I know. They all know where it is, but then that's the thing. I think a certain amount of them go to Nebraska to pick her up, and then the rest of the dreams are Boulder, Colorado, because that's yeah. where they go, and they're waiting. And that's where she says, we're going to make the stand here Yeah. in, in Boulder. And, and then you see all the cars and the bikes come yeah. across the, the uh, path, and they're on their their way. In my head, I always thought Nebraska and Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, were like days apart driving. I looked it up, I'm like, oh, it's only eight hours, because that explains why they're, yeah. suddenly they're there. And then, yeah, they're they're looking out over the mountains from the mountaintop, and then they see all the cars coming up. And that's where this one ends. It's just, that's it. Everyone's getting there for the stand. That'll come in seven hours. Oh, here (laughs) you go. The Count of Monte Cristo is actually what did it. Uh, It says, I don't believe in God. It doesn't matter. He believes in you. That's the quote. By Alexander Dumbass. Dumbass. (laughs) Dumbass. (laughs) Man, that book, shit. That that book has all kinds of great quotes. Holy shit! Hmm. Wow, I I, I didn't know they really had that one. Good I should know. have read that book. I wrote a book about it, and I didn't even read it. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Whatever. Weird. I I got the gist of it. <laughs> you get the idea, dumbass. Yeah. It, yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> it's but it's good. It's, it's about a book. It's about a prison break. We should <laughs> put that into educational, shouldn't we? Oughtn't we, Andy? But uh, yeah, so basically, it ends right there, doesn't it? With, with her yeah. saying, "We're going to make our stand," Everyone's and then arriving. that's basically the end of it. The- because they go to Vermont, uh, Gary Sinise and Parker Lewis go to Vermont, and he finally sees it. He pukes, and Gary Sinise goes, "You're still from Missouri," <laughs> you know. And that's 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 that. So he proves his point. Yeah. But shit, they got ways to go. So they went from because where is uh, Gary Sinise at that point?
1: Gary Sinise in was in
0: Vermont. Remember, remember. So he yeah. is in Vermont. Okay, so yeah. they came. They went from Maine to Vermont. Yeah, seen, okay, they they I mean. were going from Maine to Vermont. Franny and so Harold. he is in Vermont. So he's okay. like right by. And so they backtracked right. yeah. okay. maybe a couple miles and went there. Yeah, yeah. and then okay, then I, they go yeah. to, then they traveled all the fucking way across the country. Then they go to Boulder. Yeah, yeah. so that's the next episodes, I guess. But I'm guessing that's why he has Trash K Man out there blowing up oil fields so that they can't get the gas to go to wherever they need to to make their stand. That makes sense. I'm assuming that's the re- the logic behind that. Because I've never, yeah. really, never really thought about it, honestly, until now. That's a good point. Yeah, that's actually, that makes a lot of sense. And also, uh, in that one scene with Le- with Larry and the girl and the feral kid, um, they see the, the distance and it's all on fire. Yeah. It's like the entire city is burning to the ground. And that's because Trashman can uh, blew it all up. He, trash can burning. man. Yeah. Trash can man. Yeah. Right. Trash
1: can man. Right. He said trash man can. <laughs> the trash man
0: can. Who can Who can burn yeah. the oil fields? So, so far, so good on this uh, stand show. Yes. We are about to hit the episode where it falls far short of these two. Oh. Part okay. three. Is a bit of a slog. I, I don't oh, deny okay. that. It's the one I'm like, oh, here it comes. There's some right. good stuff, obviously, but there's a big story section involving Gary Sinise where I'm like, oh, fucking God, it's so long. Really? Okay, because I think that'd be interesting, but I guess they don't pull it off so well in this one. It, it looks fine, It, mm. but it's literally they, they, they have to walk from Boulder to Vegas because oh. God tells them to walk. So they're fucking walking. Oh. Well, trash can man walked, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why God cares that they have to walk, but because it's Boulder to Vegas, you're walking pretty far, pretty fucking far. That's what God said. You're walking, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it. (laughs) Ah, Thanks. Thanks. Great. What a dick. Well, I mean, there's no gas. What do you want me to do? (laughs) Joe Biden's president. There's no gas. What do you want me to do? Maybe that's why they have to walk is because Trash Canyon Man blew up all the oil. Maybe. maybe all the gas stations. A, maybe that's a throwaway line you just don't remember in the show. Maybe they say that. Maybe it's like, well, we can't drive. There's no gas. Uh, no. She literally says, God told me you have to walk. God said there's no gas. <laughs> there are Let's some surprises that. coming up, though. Okay. Um, in, in part three. And, and, yeah, don't watch part four before we review part three. So we can... I want to get your guesses... Do you know anything about oh, the actual okay, ending? Okay. Well, I know, I know kind of what happens in the last episode. I know what happens, but I don't remember everything. Like, I remember some guys get killed, some guys get crucified, but they don't get crucified because yeah. you couldn't crucify them on TV, so they're not crucified. Um, they're on, they're on giant, uh, sh- yeah, they're on, uh, um, they're on their thing. Sh- uh, they're on, um, they're on uh, sh- uh, shoe horses. Yeah, it's... horseshoe, horseshoe. Yeah, it's my dyslexia is working overtime today. <laughs> trash can, can, trash horse... can, horseshoe is <laughs> shows shoe horses. <laughs> God, get shoe your shoe horses. You Wait. have to, you have to glue these shoe horses to your feet shoe... and walk to Vegas. Oh. Now oh. Oh, she's this just is fucking stupid, with him. Stupid God, why are you doing this shit? <laughs> it makes me laugh. I'm sorry, you guys. And did Tom, it. you have to wear the ceremonial spinny hat. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that dummy retard? Get the, the fuck out of there. here, dummy retard! <laughs> she's like, God told you, and they walk away enough that they can't hear. Her, and she's like, Do you believe that shit? He actually put it on. That's funny, he's crazy. A fucking crazy. Fucking retard! <laughs> oh my god, he's still wearing it. Oh, that's the, funny. the wind that's got, funny got shit. it. The wind's making it go. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> look at that dummy retard. Who's got a camera? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's no power. But uh, well, so uh, yeah, because I'll, I'll watch episode three and I'll make my predictions. Yeah. So I won't watch part four. But what's part four? Because part three is called what? The Betrayal. Okay. And the part four is called? The Stand. Okay. So it'll say that before. So I'll know. Because there's no credits. It kind of goes to black. And then it yeah. pops up. And it kind of goes for a minute. But then it has the title on there. On the Blu-ray, you click on the chapter you want to watch. So part yeah, one. Nice. part Yeah. Um, I'm going off of the drives. So. Well, on this, you just go. They're all an hour and a half exactly. So is that what it is? Okay. Start at three hours in, and you'll see okay. that. And watch an hour yeah, and a half. okay. Yeah. All right. It's 90 minutes. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. They're all exactly 90 minutes. And Mick Gers was talking about and bitching about that, because he's like, how do you make an eight-hour thing? You know, it was two hours each each segment on TV. And he's like, we had to do it to the second. So, yeah. So that was a pain in the ass. And the editor was talking. He's like, I had the, all this footage, and it's all out of order, so I'd have to wait for weeks at a time to finish the scene, because I had nothing to cut to shit that's like crazy. crazy i was like i never thought about the editing of this that would be a fucking nightmare yeah that'd be rough yeah um but yeah Are that's just one editor then yeah one editor wow okay and he's yeah. talking about I mean, the the avid system because it just came out around that time and he's right, like you yeah, could yeah. only do 15 minutes of of footage on there that's as much as the hard drive would hold so oh, that's wow. all we could do is you know, that's crazy in the ass what what a time it makes you go like how did they do this how I can't imagine doing all this work for, can't be much money, but luckily Stephen King has that thing where everyone that writes and, and directs is a fan of his. Yeah. So the editor was like, yeah, I, he wanted to do it and just signed on for it and didn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, just, it's, it's fun. I, yeah. I guess, well, you're making something that's pretty good. So yeah. I think that's what it gets to – if you work in that city long enough, if you work on anything good, you're just happy. Yeah. Because you probably work on so much shit. Oh, definitely. And so much stuff that's just garbage and you know it. Is. it's just some guy's nephew or kid made it and they have to make it because it's all nepotism over there. And I bet you that goes through all the time and everybody's pissed off. Because I remember Adam saying – like he was going to that before Adam turned into a, a – Horrible, angry man. He used to be married and he went to church uh, when film school. He said people at the church were in the business and they were all talking like they all wanted to retire and get out of the business. They were yeah. sick of it. And they were all like 20 year veterans and they are all sound guys or they were like technical guys and just like it's fucking hell. They hated it. Well, it's 17, 18 hours a day. Yeah. Go back and for sleep no, for three to for four no hours. No reason, really. Yeah. And then come it's back and then... Stupid. Yeah. And they don't even talk about how many people die driving home, falling asleep, like getting in car accidents and shit. No guild talks about that in Hollywood. Like, it's a secret. It's like they don't bring it up. If you bring it up, you get ostracized. It's like, it's such a fucking It's so awful. Hollywood's awful. It's an awful fucking place. Well, they traded all the, they keep the long hours so that they can have double time if they push lunch back. Like, come on. (laughs) That's what you care about more. It is so bad. It's just they're the worst. They're just awful people. It's it's a shit show. I'm glad. am glad it's just crumbling to the ground right now. Yeah. It deserves it. It's horrible. And everybody's still living there. Get out of that city. You're an idiot. I left. I keep I keep telling them get out. There's nothing there anymore. Go away. You're not gonna You're not gonna win over there. Well, all the projects we were starting to like, kind of look at, when we were before, right before I left, I was like, oh, I don't want to do any of these. I don't want to yeah. do this. Like this. I'd rather take my stuff and go, like, work yeah. on the stupid shit like this. And yeah. I'm, this is way better it's, than... It's just more fun. It, yeah. And, and over there, they won't hire you because you're a white guy now. It's like, that's <laughs> that's where they're at now. It's like, what? Oh, my God. Fucking shut up. Like, ugh. We still it's haven't so... met the the one black man in this series. He comes in the next episode, Ozzy Davis. Well, we got Ruby D. We yeah. got one black uh, woman in it. Yeah. Ozzy Davis, her, her husband... It's So that's nepotism, right there, nepotism. <laughs> the stand nepotism. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Ozzy Davis was on uh, Evening but, Shade, right? No, Ozzy Davis is like a really good uh, actor. I mean, he's a, a renowned actor. Yeah, I, I thought he was on that show though. But who was he? Might have been him? probably for money. I mean, I yeah, won. he was he, Evening Shade. Yeah. Ninety nine episodes. Oh, wow, one he short. He one. Paid. Nineties enough, I think. I think they're all right. I think it was a, it was syndicated. He was making his money. Yeah, yeah. it's just funny because Evening Shade and Coach were two shows around the same time that remind me of each other, and we have an actor from both. Yep. Well, there you go. And which is odd because I feel like Craig T. Nelson would be in the stand. I'm amazed he's not playing Tom Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would put up with that though. He's like, I'm not no. being that whimsical. No. No, I do that shit. He seems like a real asshole. I don't know though, but i don't know i think he's pretty nice i think he's he looks all right i I loved him in devil's advocate he's great in that he's just an evil asshole and he's great in poltergeist he's a good actor i like cranky nelson he's good yeah i I love him but i don't think he would put up with that that kind of role probably not you didn't like parenthood though no i don't (laughs) he's he's the dad he's the the grandpa yeah i know yeah no i hate parenthood i hate that show it's a good show But granted, I saw it on an airplane with the worst migraine headache, and it was hell. So that's probably why I don't like it. So I'm never going to watch it for that reason. The only thing you watch on that, you watch that show, and you're like, yeah, it's a normal. And then suddenly Dax Shepard shows up, and you're like, why are you you here? Yeah, there you go. Odd. And he does a good job. ice pick. Ice pick right now, right there. (laughs) Dax Shepard, that will do it. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's episode two of the stand, the dreams, the dreams. Very good. I, I, I'm digging it so far. Now that you told me episode three sucks. I'm it a little scared, but doesn't I'll watch suck, it. doesn't suck. It just has it drags. Whoa. Parts yeah, of it okay. drag, and I'll watch it later. It's not bad or boring, but it. I was like, you could cut this, uh, chop it down, but they couldn't. Yeah. And that's yeah. Well, maybe they have that scene with uh uh Sangiacoma in her bra. I think this must be the episode where she shows that off. But you notice every time she's in her bra, they're uh, she's like laying down on an angle you don't really get to the, because good... they're covering those massive, <laughs> massive lumps. The bra's this big because her like just in her bra, it's probably x rated, like it's just like <laughs> wow, that's too much for anybody. You got to be laying down. There's... There's there's twa- we gotta be shooting it from right here. We're talking 17 to 18 inches of cleavage. You have to lay down. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. She's ridiculous. All right, let's get out of here. Um God L- bless her. <laughs> liwstudios.com for me. L A W the T Z Review. L A W Studios, Phoenix West on Twitter. Oh, youtube.com slash Logan Wonderland to watch this live show and others. Yes. I'm Phoenix West. Tick ticket. Still no theme song or anything. That's whatever. Maybe you should get the Larry Elder song or the Larry uh, Underwood song. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know what? Yeah, I never never brought up in the first part. This, and then we'll get out of here after this. Is My love for Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Fear the Reaper. because of Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That song is perfect right there. It is perfect. I was going to say, yeah, that's a perfect five-minute opening yeah. with the credits. That was perfect, yeah. That was a perfect use of that song, and it starts yeah. like because it's really quiet when they go into that guy's booth, his security booth, and then it starts the second you see the dead bodies. It's like doo, yeah, doo, 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 doo. yeah. But here on a sour note, Captain Trips is actually a nickname for Jerry Garcia. I hate Jerry Garcia. <laughs> there you go. And on that note, the stand part two. Good night, everybody. Good night. Even though it's eleven thirty in the morning. Whatever, I got stuff to do. All right, bye.